It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Is A to Z with Mark Zinno, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, and it starts now. Good afternoon. Welcome to A to Z here on Locked On Sports Atlanta, where today I tell you that was better than I thought. Welcome in. We are live here on this Tuesday. Hope everybody had a wonderful Labor Day weekend. Enjoyed a little extended time off as we turn the calendar to September, and we are away and running in football season. Again, welcome in. Give us a follow on Twitter at Locked On ATL. Of course, I'm at Mark Zinno, M-A-R-K-Z-I-N-N-O. A lot to do on today's show including the Falcons getting ready to play on Sunday. We've got some stuff to do there. College football playoff expansion happened late last week. And again, I didn't get a chance to dive into it with everybody, so we'll touch on that today as well. Uh, We have plenty of Braves news to get to. And of course, we'll start with the Georgia Bulldogs and their 49-3 dismantling of the Oregon Ducks on Saturday. Now again, Full disclosure, I was on the wrong side of this one. Wrong side in the sense I took Oregon plus 18 and a half. Uh, It's dead. It was dead early. Um, I I always thought Georgia would win the game. I thought Oregon was going to be able to keep it a little bit closer than what they did. And what was most impressive to me, what what stood out to me about this game more than anything, and, and I know secretly and privately Kirby Smart was smiling and grinning ear to ear on this one um, saying, Hey, uh, you know, you guys doubt me, you guys doubted my guy and and this is what we do. And his guy, of course, is Stetson Bennett, who was phenomenal. I mean, just 25 of 31, 368 yards, two touchdowns ran for another. I mean, you know, it was one of those things where he came out and reminded everybody very quickly. Stetson Bennett did why he was given the starting job, why he won the national championship as a starter, and why he is back in the starting role again. 
Um, that Oregon defense is not bad. It, it's not 49 points bad. They're not going to give up 49 points again this year. They shouldn't. Uh, they, they, they're talented enough where they should. They have one of the best defensive players in the country um, playing on, on their side of the football. And so, you know, I, I look at this and I go, well, how did Georgia do this? Well, Stetson Bennett did it, like a lot of it. He was precise. He was accurate. He was smart with the football. He was everything that you want your quarterback to be in a high-level game. Um, and I don't know that necessarily, you know, Kirby even needed to gear things down. You know, I talked about going into it, how he was always balanced in these games. Um, he ran the ball 25 times and threw it 37. That's uncharacteristic for Kirby Smart. But it just speaks to the fact that he had so much trust in Stetson Bennett to be able to not make mistakes, that he allowed him the freedom to do what he wanted to do. The dogs were 9 of 10 on third downs and amassed 571 yards. These are, these are numbers that you put up against this week's opponent in Sanford. These are numbers you put up against, you know, Utah State like Alabama did. These aren't numbers you put up against the top 10 team in the country or top 11, whatever it was. You know, like th th these are not numbers you should put up. And they put them all up because their quarterback was outstanding. That's what it boils down to. Now, here's the big takeaway from this. Will Kirby let Stetson Bennett play at this level? And will the offense change to what we all wanted it to change to for years in Athens? Will he let it change to a pass-first offense like a lot of other big-time schools are and ones that are competitive for national championships every single year? And that's not to say Georgia isn't competitive every single year. It's just to say that was the one takeaway. If that's going to be what they do week in and week out and throw 40 times a game, because you go back to last year, Stetson Bennett did not throw that much. Like, he did not average – 37 throws a game. That's not who he is. It's not who he, well, let me rephrase that. It's not who he was. It might be who he is. You know how many times he threw for 37 times last year in a game? Once. And the loss to Alabama in the SEC championship game. You know how many times he threw over 20 last year during the regular season? Once. 41-17 win over Tennessee. I mean, he only threw the ball 26 times in the national championship game against Alabama. But that's not the way that offense was meant to be. And again, the beginning of the year, he was splitting last year, you know, splitting some snaps with JT Daniels and all that. But once he took over as the starter again, he was in the 1920 range the entire year. This was a dramatic pivot and a very hard pivot for, uh, for Stetson Bennett. And it'll be interesting to see one thing uh, and, and what they do. And if they, you know, if Georgia um, goes back to being Georgia, I'll tell you that in a second here. First of all, our friends from Built Bar. If you haven't tried Built Puffs Bar yet, you're depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. And there's a new flavor. You ready? Delicious, indulgent cookie dough. It's covered in chocolate. And that's right. Built's done it again. The cookie dough chunk puffs have a light and chewy texture 
real cookie dough chunks. And of course, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Guys, I've had these before. They're amazing. They are the perfect snack when you're feeding something sweet and want something sweet, but don't want to be overfilled and don't want to make a bad health choice. They're only 116 calories. They have 15 grams of protein in them. They are delicious, tasty, and healthy for you. Go to built.com, snag a box for your entire family, and it'll be the perfect treat. Uh, or one you kind of put in the perfect hiding place where nobody else knows who they are but you because they're that good. So here's what you're going to do, okay? You're going to remember that Built Bars are not only tasty, but they're healthy for you. Uh, they're made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently, provides tons of great health benefits. Eat something that tastes good and is good for you. Go to Built.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKEDON15 at Built.com. All right, back to Georgia here for a moment because – Again, I am curious to see if there will be a pivot against certain opponents with Stetson Bennett. Now, you're going to play Sanford this week. It's not going to matter. I mean, none of this stuff's going to count. They're going to destroy this team again. It'll be 55 to 3. Nonetheless, who cares? I mean, that's not what we're talking about here. But Georgia has, you know, a, a, a bunch of games coming up in the schedule where they may be challenged a little bit more than what they are challenged Oregon. And I don't know if it'll depend on it being game to game, right? Will they allow them to throw against weaker teams? Will they uh, allow them to run more or will they want them to run more against other teams? At some point in time, and again, they're not really going to see a very challenged opponent until they see Florida in the cocktail party. Like Georgia is going to be, what is it, 7-0 and without breaking a sweat. You know, they got to travel to Williams-Brice Stadium uh, in South Carolina and that, that – Typically, it's been a tough spot for Georgia. But I don't know that South Carolina and, and Shane Beamer have the athletes at this point in time. Um, you know, and, and they get a road game against Missouri. But the two toughest opponents they may see, Florida and Tennessee, uh, yeah, they, they, they neutral site in a home game. So, I mean, if there is anything that makes me believe that Georgia can repeat again as national champions, it's what I saw from Stetson Bennett in week one. And that was a guy who was incredibly posed to look like somebody who might contend for the Heisman. Now, I poo-pooed that whole concept. I shoot it away. I thought it was ridiculous and laughable. Might be wrong again, folks. It's not out of the realm of possibility. That's how well he played that all of a sudden his Heisman odds jumped from 200 to 1 to 120 to 1. Yeah. Keep your eye on it. Maybe get in now <laughs> if you can. All right, coming up next, um, the mentality around the Falcons locker room has changed, but it can all change back very quickly. I'll explain that next right here on A to Z on Locked On Sports Atlanta, free on YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts, you search Locked On Sports Atlanta. Welcome back to A to Z here on Locked On Sports Atlanta, free on YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts, search Locked On Sports Atlanta. appreciate you guys. Choose a Locked On Sports Atlanta every single day. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel as well. Give that thumbs up to all the content there. Uh, 3,000 subscribers already, guys. I keep telling you every day how, how much it's amazing that we got that many subscribers in this short amount of time. But it's because you guys are liking the work that we're doing here and because uh, of your support. So we certainly appreciate it. All the shows here on Locked On Sports Atlanta, A to Z, Hitting Hard with John Chuckery, ATL Day Ones, Jarvis Davis, and Tanitra Batiste. Of course, Locked On Falcons, Locked On Hawks. And our Braves postcast, everybody here, uh, just really, really a great crew. And, and we appreciate you guys tuning in every single day. 
All right, uh, we're going to get to college football playoff expansion and the Braves coming up here in a minute, but it's game week. NFL game week, guys. we got the kickoff coming up on Thursday between the Rams and the Bills. And, of course, uh, by the way, Rams uh, and the points. Uh, not the Rams, the Bills and the points, rather. Uh, yes, Bills and the points, what we're taking. That said, um, Falcons get their first regular season game here in year two of Arthur Smith, Terry Fontenot, uh, and they'll do it against their arch rival, the New Orleans Saints at Mercedes-Benz Stadium coming up on Sunday. Now, we do this every year in training camp. Right, we, we do this thing where we try to dissect and double dissect everything that is said, decisions that are made, um, directions the team wants to go in to try to extrapolate some sense of, I guess, identity or at least a path forward for the team. Right, I, I talk so much about in the NFL, uh, team's identity and, and what's their makeup, who do they want to be. Um, and, and the good teams always have that. I, I say it repeatedly. And your identity can simply be centered around one player, but that player has to be like all world. Again, wherever Tom Brady is, that is the identity. Wherever Aaron Rodgers is, that's the identity. But the Steelers are about defense. You know, the Ravens are about defense. You look at other teams that have been good over the years. Um, you know, the Saints were always about Drew Brees and offense. You know, they were about putting up points. And Sean Payton, you know, that's that's who they were before he retired. I mean, you all these teams have identities, uh, and that allows them to sort of dictate their process. The Falcons' identity has been evolutionary, if that's the nice way to put it. In short, they haven't had one. It's been their head coach and whoever's been their head coach and what's worked and what hasn't worked. The Falcons had an identity under Mike Smith until it didn't work. The Falcons had an identity under Dan Quinn until it didn't work. We don't know what the identity is under Arthur Smith. And so we're all trying to figure it out. Uh, but Smith does a pretty good job at at least changing the tenor of the discussion to something very simple. Um, and this is very much echoed throughout the front office and the way they speak and the way Smith even speaks to the media. Um, and I'm looking at various different columns here as, you know, the, the Falcons folks get ready for the season and, and what they're writing and um, they all seem to indicate a, a very simple premise about what Arthur Smith wants and what he believes the direction of this team is. Because we're all trying to figure it out. He's pretty tight-lipped about it for the most part. But he does say one thing about what this team is, and I'll tell you what that is in a minute. First, a word from our friends at Coffee AM. Yeah, guys, every morning. That's how I started. Coffee AM, pop it right in the, K, the Keurig, uh, get the little K cup, dump it in there, get my coffee AM from Kenya because they can get you coffees from around the world, flavored coffees, teas, espressos, gift sets, whatever it may be. It's all at Coffee AM. And their coffee is so fresh because they roast it and shift it on the same day or very close to it. That means when it arrives at your door and you open that box, that smell is going to just smack you right in the face. I mean, that is something I will always remember about my first delivery of Coffee AM, how good it smelled. And you just sit over the box and just ah, take it all in because it's some of the best coffee around. Because Coffee AM is the best small batch coffee roaster in America, and it's right here in Georgia. What you do, you go to coffeeam.com backslash locked on. Take a look at the full menu of coffees, teas, and gift sets. That's coffeeam.com backslash locked on. Check out the full menu. Use the coupon code locked on at checkout. And you'll get 15% off your first order from Coffee AM. It's that simple. It's that easy. I promise you will not regret 
this decision. If you are a coffee drinker and love the taste of coffee, coffeeam.com backslash locked on the place to go. All right. So Arthur Smith, um, you know, he, he talks very plainly about being competitive and winning football games, right? Uh, he mentioned this, Josh Kendall had an article in the athletic, uh, and he talked very much about wins, not draft picks. You know, he says, quote, there are a lot of different ways to do it in reference to, and this is Kyle Smith, by the way, uh, the president of player personnel. A lot of different ways to do it in reference to building a team, a lot of different ways to win, a lot of different ways to build. We believe in our process of what we're going to do and how we're going to build this thing. Arthur Smith, you get selfish coaches and players that are worried about stats that may get you some jobs, some love on the internet, but we want to win championships. Talking about championships with this team. Dave Rangone from D. Orlando Ledbetter in the AJC. We're trending. We have the ability each and every day to work on something fundamentally. Week one, we have to prepare for uh, the New Orleans Saints trying to get a win. You know, I mean, everybody is echoing the same thing over and over again about whatever it is. It falls back on trying to get wins. Even my good friend Jeff Schultz of The Athletic had a very comical exchange with Arthur Smith in reference to uh, – in reference to when Desmond Ritter might get some time or when he might play. And, you know, Smith is very simply saying, I'm, I don't get into hypotheticals. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about here and now we're trying to win games. I'll let you and everybody else talk about next year and everything else. We're trying to win games. Now, I say all this about the narrative that they're putting out there because all of that narrative can go right out the window in week one in a 34 to 10 loss. I mean, it's that simple. You can talk, 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 talk all you want. Can you produce? Can you put results in there? Now, I say this as somebody who is always process over results. But when your results are routinely bad, that means your process isn't working. Like that's what it boils down to. And at some point in time, you've got to put results up there that match a process, which they talked about a moment ago in all those quotes I was just reading. That was about process, about how you build a team, the guys that you want. Can you win games? All those things. That's process. So can the results match their process? You'll find out in week one. Not in its entirety, but you'll find out. I've said repeatedly, I think this team will be more competitive than people think. I am couching that by saying, I don't think they're going to win more games but I think they'll be more competitive. I mean, you can go back to last year, and I used the Houston Texans as a, as a sort of wonderful example, or the Miami Dolphins from a couple of years ago. I think it was the year one or year two of the Brian Flores uh, debacle. And I call it a debacle because they should have never been fired. But that said, I'm, I'm, I'm pulling up the Texans. Last year at the end of the year, they were extremely competitive in games. Remember, they beat Tennessee 22-13, lose a one-score game to the Jets. They get blown up by the Colts, get blown up by Seattle, beat the Jaguars, beat the Chargers. A one-score game to Tennessee. Like, down the stretch, they were competitive. As to, In the beginning of the year, they lose by 10 to Cleveland, 24-9 to Buffalo, 24-9 to Carolina, 4-0 to Buffalo, 31-3 to Indianapolis, 31-5 to Arizona. You know, I mean, they were getting their doors blown off, but towards the end of the year, they started to be more competitive. I think you'll start to see that. Again, I don't know that's going to result in a lot more wins, 
this year for the Falcons, but I think it's fair to say that they're going to be more competitive. And you'll see that in week one. That should manifest itself in week one. If it doesn't, all that talk, everything else that they've said all season long, all of the, I'm not getting into hypotheticals, you guys do that, all the, the slamming of reporters for being on the internet, all that stuff. Well, now it starts to be like, hey, man, it's you, it's not us. And that's the dangerous spot that Arthur Smith is in. But it's one I think he relishes and one I think he'll be okay at. All right, coming up next, uh, Shovels of Wisdom as well. A key week for the Atlanta Braves, who are now just one game back. Now is when they have to play their best baseball. I'll explain why next right here on A to Z on Locked On Sports Atlanta, free on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast, search Locked On Sports Atlanta. Final segment of A to Z here on Locked On Sports Atlanta. It's free on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. Of course, you search Locked On Sports Atlanta. Before we get to a critical stretch here for the Atlanta Braves and everything feels like a critical stretch for the Braves right now. That's what happens during an independent race. But uh, let's hand out some shovels of wisdom. Brace yourselves because it's time for the shovel of wisdom. Yeah, you know how we do it every day. I gotta set somebody straight. My job, like part of my my, my debt to society, is to keep people in line, and we do so by whacking off outside the head with a shovel for saying you're doing something stupid. And you can do so on my Twitter account at Mark Zeno. Use the hashtag shovel of wisdom. Today, my shovel goes to college football playoff expansion proponents. Yeah, all you guys suck. Beyond that, I won't make it personal. As I said, I knew that college football playoff expansion was coming. Um, I, I did not think it would be a 12-team playoff. I thought eight would have been the cap. I thought six might have been sort of the sweet spot. Um, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Here's the thing, guys, and I said this. One, just please do fix conference realignment first before you do the expansion. Set conferences that are even as best you can be, that are level as best you can be, that spread out all the superpowers in college football and make it at least somewhat competitive, especially if you're going to have automatic bids. Especially if you're going to have automatic bids. Like, there's literally, this would have been like, you know, for years, you know, 10 years ago, stacking the Patriots, the Steelers, the Ravens, all in the same division and leaving everybody else to themselves. Right? Like those are the three teams that were always in the playoffs in the in the AFC Championship game doing whatever like that. It just doesn't make any sense. And furthermore, and this is what, well, this is not a a a sort of overall standpoint. I just talked about it earlier. Georgia beat the ever loving crap out of Oregon, who was the 11th ranked team in the country. Georgia was third. But sure, expanded 12 teams. So you can see that in the first round of the playoffs. Why? Why do fans, I don't understand why you want that. I don't understand why you want to watch Wisconsin get rolled. Like, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Like, I, I can't process it. But you think that that's worthwhile of a playoff spot. I mean, NC State getting in to get whooped by Alabama by 40, that doesn't do anything for me. 
Oh, because you'll get one good, like, you know, five, six matchup or six, seven, you know, not worth it. It's just not. For me, it's not. I, I know I'm on the wrong side. I understand it's all about money. I'm not even going to, you know, belabor that point anymore. But I'm just simply saying that for me, it's like overkill. I'm so happy with four. I think it's great. I like it's competitive. I like the fact that it's exclusive. And, and it's not even for me about necessarily thinking that all of a sudden this destroys the regular season. Because I've heard that thing. And, and, and to, to this point, no two lost teams made it in. So you get one slip up, which, again, is fine. But that's sort of the whole thing. Like, now you're going to have two and maybe even a three lost team get in. And all we're going to do now is complain about teams 13, 14, and 15 and why they should have got in over team 12. So you guys can have your college football playoff expansion. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to bet on it. I'm going to talk about it because I have to. But I still think it sucks. That's just me. Okay. Uh, Braves are game out of first in the NL East. And we are uh, in a stretch right here over the course of the next week. The next really two weeks, two and a half weeks, um, where the Braves have to play some of their very best baseball uh, if they want to make that final series against the Mets matter. Why? Because between now and Sunday, September 18th, the Mets play Pirates seven times, Marlins three times, the Cubs three times. Bad teams. The Braves, they focus so much on the schedule between now and September, Sunday, September 18th. They still have three against Philadelphia, three against Seattle, a team in the San Francisco Giants, where they're going, going to actually see Carlos Rodon, who's one of the better pitchers in Major League Baseball this year. But of course, they get to against the Indians. So, uh, and they got a long West Coast trip coming up, which is never, 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 never easy. What is it? Eight games in eight days? Nine days? One off day? And that's this Thursday? It's going to be tough, uh, and they're facing the hottest team in baseball in Seattle. While the, while the the Mets are facing the Pirates seven times, so this is a critical stretch here. Uh, they can't afford to slip up. Now the Mets slipped up over the weekend in losing two or three to the Nationals. Uh, they could get it back very easily by taking on the Pirates in uh, in Miami, where as the Braves are in Seattle. So this is the spot here again. Mets had that little bit of a slip up. Probably wasn't supposed to go down the way it went down, but it did. Braves took advantage against Miami. Braves have won five in a row coming into this game, by the way. Uh, much similar to the slip up the Braves had against Colorado in their first game of the series that they played. So, yeah. I mean, it really is a, a very much a, it was with their best pitcher in the next three. But then they go out and they beat Sandy Alcantara. Okay. On contract. That's where this team is. Uh, going to be a critical stretch here for them. Uh, you know, again, they are very much right where they want to be, right where they need to be for this stretch run here. But it's just time for them to, uh, you know, 
play some of their best baseball. By the way, Marcelo is really well rendered. So if we back the lineup, yes, you can. You can. There's a rain delay game, and so, you know, yeah, he's going to be there. Uh, I'm just excited for this Braves, this Braves stretch run. Good teams play their best baseball when it matters the most. This is where they are. If they overtake the Mets, man, I mean, it, it may be something that the Mets don't recover from. Now, I was in New York over the weekend with my family, and I kept talking to a bunch of Mets fans and a couple of folks in media that I know. I mean, the, the pressure started palpable there, man. With a ten and a half game lead, granted, it was back in May. It's a long season. Uh, the fact that they're on the precipice of losing that lead, well, pressure is on the Mets, not on the Braves, if they take advantage. All right, that'll do it for us here today on Locked On Sports Atlanta. Make sure you guys subscribe to our YouTube channel as well. Give me a follow on Twitter at Monsino, M-A-R-K-Z-I-N-N-O, and at Lockdown ATL. Check out all the great shows here. This is A to Z. Make sure you make it hard to try and check for your very excellence each day right here on Lockdown Sports Atlanta. You guys have a great Tuesday. Don't forget to crap from anybody. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.